This week on the show, I talked to folk pop power duo Ellen Owen about their experience on NBC's The Voice, being married to your coworker, and much, much more. That's on this week's Who Writes This Stuff. Hey guys, what is up? My name is Nick Flora. This is Who Writes This Stuff, coming to you live on tape from my house in Nashville, Tennessee. Thank you for listening. Uh, It is very kind of you to take the time out of your day to do so. Uh, Thanks right off the bat. I want to thank everybody for the feedback via Twitter and Facebook uh, from last week's episode with John Leffler. Most of it was referencing my harrowing near-miss of a bad show experience in Houston uh, last month, uh, or is now known forever as the Naked Tuesdays story, as I've had to tell a a few times over the past few weeks. Uh, But I don't mind uh, telling the story, because it is ridiculous. Um, And if you haven't heard it, go back and listen to last week's episode. The whole episode is great, I think. But definitely, if you just want to hear that story, you can pause this and go and listen to the first 10 minutes or so of the last episode. But uh, thank you, uh, you know, for your condolences for what I had to witness for the sake of uh, of music and being a touring musician. But uh, mostly I'm glad just to, you know, to take a ridiculous situation and turn it into humor for most of you. If, if that is my gift, uh, I'm, I'm happy to do that. I, I Actually, I told this story many times over the week. And my friend uh, Emily, who I told the story to, uh, did a little bit of mad Google investigating and actually found a blog post that uh, there was some sort of a review or some sort of an article on uh, Naked Tuesdays, on the specific event of the Naked Tuesdays that I was, unbeknownst to me, slated to play. Um, So I... I want to highlight, I'm going to read a couple of this parts of this review to just give you a taste of what I missed out on by leaving the show early. Most of this stuff, if not all of it, past the just people being naked part, I had no idea was going to happen. First off, the article starts off with a clip or a, a snippet from the actual Facebook invite for this thing called Naked 2-2 Tuesdays because it was a ballet-themed Naked Tuesdays. So it says, this is a ballet-themed Naked Tuesdays, so bring your naked self and your tutus uh, for an evening of ballet, music, and audience participatory performance art um, <laughs> featuring uh, this band from Pittsburgh, which I will not name, and a Nashville musician. That's what it says. They couldn't even put my name on the... F- it, come on, what kind of promo is that? At least put my name in there. Um, okay, uh, let's see. The invitation included the following disclaimer. There will be lots of people wearing clothes. Please, no pressure on them. The idea of Naked Tuesdays is to make everyone comfortable with whatever their choice of attire. The idea of Naked Tuesdays is to make everybody comfortable with whatever they decide to wear. Oh, that's that's amazing. That's got to be some. This has got to be some kind of a joke. Okay, a couple of the things that were going down that night in the performance uh, art aspect of Naked Tuesdays. One of them. Okay, first off, it does say the remnants of the first performance, whatever that was, was being cleaned up. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Okay. It featured this woman fully experiencing her cake and ending in what uh, any foodie would enviously label a foodgasm. Sorry, I'm having problems reading this because there are pictures. And there's a largely overweight woman uh, just completely covered in some sort of cake with pink icing while she's looking in the mirror at herself while she's rubbing it all over herself. That was the thing that happened. Everybody just stood around and watched that. Uh, Next on the agenda, there were two members of this group that uh, sat naked, cross-legged from each other, 
staring into each other's eyes and just slapping the crap out of each other. There are pictures of this as well. And then that slapping just turned into them just just vigorously making out, and there are pictures of that as well. Uh, <laughs> there are a few other things uh, listed as well. Of course, uh, my favorite being the fact that they were dancing around uh, while this band is playing in the background. Um, I, myself, <clears throat> I can't imagine actually performing at this show. I do want to put it out there that I know this is coming out very judgmental, uh, that I'm laughing at these people, um, but it is a bit ridiculous, especially that I would be, that somebody would listen to my music, which I assume they did not, and say, hey, let's have this guy on the show, but hey, let's not tell him. That's the thing, that, the dishonesty is why I feel like I can sort of poke fun at these people. And of course, if you have any kind of artistic inclination, I think you should follow that, uh, as long as it doesn't hurt other people or yourself, I think you should follow that. And, and uh, clearly, the, I can't overstate enough how normal these people looked, despite the fact that they were completely naked. I mean, they looked like they would be your barista, or you know, your coworker, or somebody that you would go to the gym with. It's just, it's just so bizarre. Are. So everybody has their own thing. I'm not here to judge that. Just the fact that I was included in on this show. Uh, there was the, the actually a separate venue. I found out later. Not even the venue that I initially emailed. They they moved me. They outsourced me to this venue that holds this Naked Tuesdays thing and didn't tell me about that. And then they didn't tell me what was going on. Uh, but they did tell me to invite a bunch of my friends. So uh, that's that's what I'm really, if I'm attacking anything or poking fun at anything, it's, the, it's that fact. And uh, if anything, this article has uh, you know squashed any lingering regrets that maybe I might have had in my decision to flee in haste. Or perhaps that I made the whole thing up. I don't know, due to heat exhaustion. I mean, it was 104 degrees that day. But one thing is it's clear, once again that I made the right choice. If you'd like to contact the show, you can do so via email. I'm assuming we all have that. Uh, the address is who writes this stuff podcast at gmail.com. Uh, I love getting emails from you guys. If you guys want to send in and uh, comment on something that happened on a, a show or something that a guest has brought up or something we've talked about um, or, or anything, honestly, anything involving the show, I'd love to hear from you. Um, also, uh, go to iTunes and leave reviews. Uh, you can go over there if you have an iTunes account. You can go over there, leave a review, even if it's a star rating or something. Anything uh, at all ha uh, on that iTunes page helps uh, iTunes know that we're here, and it helps other people who listen to similar podcasts know that we're here, and that just helps us all out, I feel like. So thank you so much. If you enjoy listening to the show, uh, go leave a review, and I will give you a shout-out on this show, just like I am doing right now, for Mochi Monster, who recently left a review. Thank you, Mr. Monster. That was very kind of you. Um, also, if you want to be even a sweeter person, uh, you can donate to the show uh, via the podcast blog. There's a donate button, and uh, I really appreciate everybody who has in the past donated. This is a free show. It will always remain a free show. I enjoy doing this, but this does cost money to, to put up to, to buy a bandwidth to uh, host the shows and, and put them up on the internet. So if you'd like to go over and, and toss five, ten bucks in over there or whatever you choose to donate, that will 100% of that goes to back to the podcast to uh, put more shows out. So thank you if you want to do that. Uh, the podcast blog is linked on uh, Facebook and Twitter and any kind of social media that is promoting this show. Uh, and speaking of Facebook and Twitter, if you want to follow us on Twitter, it's at Who Writes Pod um, or as well as the Facebook page uh, is who writes this stuff on Facebook. Go over there and like that. And uh, yeah, I think that's all for my uh, little uh, commercial here. So on with the show.
a while ago, Josh and Nicole Johnson, also known as Ellen Owen, came by and we had a great talk about music and uh, their creative beginnings and the ups and downs of being married to essentially what is your coworker since they are married and uh, and they do work together, uh, as well as their time on the show NBC's The Voice, which launched them into this kind of pseudo uh, celebrity for a while in this national spotlight uh, and kind of what they're doing with that experience now. And uh, they got good heads on their shoulders, those kids, and uh, they're a great couple. And we had a good time. I should note a couple things first off the bat. Uh, the sound quality is a little off level-wise. It's not in, insane, but it's 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 enough to comment on. I was sitting close uh, closer to my mic than they were, just so you know that uh, I'm going to sound closer in your ear holes than them. Also, Josh uh, has a dog allergy, and I have a dog. So <laughs> he claimed it would be okay, and it was for a little bit, but as the show progresses, you can basically play a drinking game with every time he snivels. Don't do that. You will die. Uh, Okay, so with that said, uh, here's my chat with the lovely Ellen Owen. This is the microphone here. I don't know if you're aware of this. And this 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 line is what is what they call it in the biz. <laughs> the biz goes to the computer or pooter, pooter. as we call it. Yeah. the pooter. Uh, no, but this is uh, fairly legit. I make it sound legit at the end. Not nice. sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm not wearing a shirt now, but at the end, <laughs> it will sound like we're all wearing like top hats and tuxedos. And, I like it. Oh, uh, whatever. But did you guys just get back from the road? We were out for I guess. Most of June, like first half of July, and we've been home for since since uh, last half of July, and we're going back out again in September. Okay. So we've just been chilling the past like month or so. Yeah. What do you do? What do you do in the meantime? We write. Yeah. We. Yeah. I clean a lot. Yeah. I clean a lot. Clean. Try and exercise. Right. Yeah. Try to get back. Is it clean enough there. in here for you? Yeah. I, don't worry, I tried. <laughs> if <laughs> I don't want you distracted. No. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah. She's constantly has to dust. I, my allergies are just ridiculous. Really? Over it, the top. And I'm not allergic to anything. Like, I could live in a dust Yeah, I'm not either. I wouldn't. And sometimes, like, some dogs I'm allergic to, but it's, it's always so inconsistent. Yeah. I'm, like, definitely allergic to cats. You can give me a cat. Yeah. Maybe I'm going to punt it. I have been able to do this interview. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I used to ask that when I when booking people for this. I was, I, yeah. I, I'd forget until they showed up. And I was like, oh, shoot. So I just throw the cat out and vacuum really quick. Yeah. And yeah. I'll be like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. It must have been in somewhere else. Yeah. Where you, in your car, there was the cat living <laughs> in there. We played a show in Chicago, and a friend, we had this place lined up, like, because we were going to be there for a couple days, and we were supposed to stay with her at this brand new house. But she had a cat, and she vacuumed did everything. But I had to sleep in the car. Because my lungs like were closed. Dude, that is not. It was. Weird. I slept in the freaking car, Honda Element. Especially for somebody who like travels a lot, and yeah. like you never know, right. you know, if it's on somebody else's clothes. Because if you have a cat, uh, they live everywhere that you live. Totally. <laughs> yeah. They you sleep everywhere. Escape. You no, you you can't. The dander and the hair. It's it's, it's ridiculous. It's it's, it's it is. It's it's, it's very invasive. Yeah. yeah. I know what they're doing. So Hi. well, I hope Rooney's okay. She's. Yeah, it's so fun. far so good. Okay. If, if I haven't started like profusely sneezing, if Josh stops talking about yeah. halfway through, <laughs> we might need to wrap it up. 
because uh, I, I was wondering about hobbies because I I had to like force myself to find a hobby because music is so hobbyist you know kind yeah. of when you start and then you know I don't know if it was this way with you guys but I didn't plan necessarily from the beginning when I started playing music in high school for it to become the thing that I'm doing for the next however many years totally so I but you do need something to kind of turn that part of your brain off even if it's another yeah. creative thing just something uh, which is something I didn't foresee and then I found kind of at 10 years in or I guess I'm not quite 10 years in finding myself going a little manic trying to <laughs> I was like I need something else to do uh, what is that for you guys other than cleaning, clearly? Uh, and being allergic to cats probably takes <laughs> a lot of your time. <laughs> well, we recently uh, acquired a Nintendo Wii and we've been watching Netflix. There you like go. crazy. Pick we, like a, pick a Yeah, we'll pick season, a show. Pick we a show. we just uh, finished Friday Night Lights. Ah, yes. Which, which like, it's the one I tweeted the other day. It's like the first time I've ever said it about a show, but I'm like a better person. I like that's what I've heard. Yeah, haven't. That's one of the ones that's on like the queue. Like I need to start. Yeah, but it man, seems like a commitment it's, that it's I, great. I, it is. I don't once have you, time for. You once you start, you're like, it's all you think about. You yeah, what's going on. but it's not even one of those things where I was like, I don't have the. T- I need to set aside time for this. I just have other things in my life that I know they're going to fall by the wayside. That probably need my attention. Absolutely. You know, you're a smarter uh, man for not starting. Wait exactly. Till the time I need right. to. I know, but which may never happen. I might just need to jump into it. Yeah. I think the only way we're actually successfully or successful in our endeavors of watching all this, like all the episodes, mm-hmm. at a certain amount of times, is that we had a staycation where we like, just unplugged from the world. That's and awesome. We just watched. For three days. Yeah, it was only for three days, but we yeah. like all we did was watch Friday Night Live. That's an amazing idea. Yeah. That's well, amazing. Because we really like we been married for four years and. Um, haven't gone on a trip together since our honeymoon and so we're like we just really need a break but yeah. can't afford to do anything no. so yeah. what do we really need we need rest why don't we just like lock ourselves in our apartment turn off our phones turn yeah. off our email stock up on groceries and eat good food beer. watch TV yeah. and it was great like I'm already ready for another one and it's so cheap you yeah. save money because you're like not yeah it's true anymore. that that would be incredible because especially now it's almost impossible to get away from anything with it is it never literally stops. you know communications in your pocket and yep. you know it's so accessible and so you know light <laughs> you can carry it anywhere yeah. you go it seems and for me like just settling into because I never saw myself becoming a musician I grew up singing and always loved to sing and sing my you know in my youth group and stuff but like I never was like oh I want to be an artist right. I'm going to do it but when I met Josh in high school that's absolutely what he wanted to be. He's like, I want to be an artist. And so I kind of just hopped on, you know, the train of being around music. And he kind of showed me, he introduced so much new stuff to me and just as far as genres and artists and everything. And I kind of started to fall in love with it that way. But, um, but yeah, like for me, I'm still adjusting to the lifestyle of a musician. I'm so not used to having no schedule and I'm such a planner. Are you? Yeah. And so I don't do super well with just like this, all this, there's no cutoff time. Like I'm like, Mm -hmm. okay, I get off work at five Mm -hmm. and I'm going to do this and this and this and this and we're going to have the night. It's like, there's no cutoff point, you know? You just... That's interesting. I was going to ask how, how do you do that? Like what, because you almost have to do that on a daily basis and especially since you guys are each other's coworkers essentially and you can, you know, in theory you can always be talking about Oh yeah, there's always something. You can always try and be finishing like a song idea. You can always be promoting yourself. Always on Facebook. You can always be talking about you know new strategies. What's, what's another thing we can do? What's a yeah yeah? Right. Is, is there the 
do you have to police each other, or do you have to have like cutoff times? Or basically, just kind of. I, I feel like we're kind of falling into a niche of just being sensitive to the other person because if if I can tell like, he's really passionate about a certain topic in the moment, like, and I'm not in the mood to talk about it, I'm like, you know what? It'll take five minutes to talk about. Get it this. out of the system. And just <laughs> yeah, so get yeah, it off. You know, get it off his heart. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, let him, and we'll talk about it, or you know, vice versa. <laughs> I'll be the same way about things and. Um, it takes it takes a lot for us to be like, okay, I just don't want to talk about this right now. But when the person yeah. says that, it's like, okay, let's just move on. You know, you're yeah. right. You're right. We shouldn't talk about this right now because yeah. you can tell when it's a going to be a fruitful conversation or when it's mm-hmm. going to be like, you know. And it's hard to open up a whole can of worms. It's like yeah, and it's hard because creativity, in its nature, is just kind of in the air. And whenever it strikes you or it's just an idea or something, you almost have to. It's almost like there's a there's an egg timer on how fast you can. <laughs> like, okay, oh, yeah. let me unwrap, uh, just hear me out for a second. So many times I've been like, okay, just give me a minute. Mm-hmm. I just need to, don't give me, don't say anything for like two minutes. I just need to unload something. Yep. Does this make sense or is it dumb? You know, yeah. and you can't really put time frames on it. So there just has to be, That's I don't so know. True. I, I had Jenny and Tyler in here. We're, I, I, do you know them? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and they, and I had to ask them the same thing that they, they have like, cut, they have to be like, okay, seven o'clock, unplug, no emails. They'll be there in the morning. Yeah. And I am not. I'm not there yet because it's not so there like. Yet. Let me just check it real quick. Let me check He's it. He's not right. there yet. Let me just. It's tell not you. consistent. I have spurts. I have spurts of being or of managing my time well, but most of the time it's just kind of like, ooh, I need to reply to this right now. It's like I know. Really? It's like if we're yeah. <laughs> we're eating dinner, drinking a bottle of wine. Exactly. Yeah. It, it's so it we we are in the age too, especially as artists. It, it's a it is a, a blessing and a curse to have the business right here. Yeah. Or, or whatever, especially, like, if there's a lull, if there's, like, a five, ten-second lull, I'm just, like, boom, 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 and then back yeah. in the pocket, you know. Or if I'm, like, we're waiting for, you can sit down at a restaurant, you know, with your wife or girlfriend or, or friends. Right. Like, I, I know that I should put the phone away. Like, put it away. Like, it yeah. doesn't matter. You're with actual people. Yeah. <laughs> and But I'm still just, like, let me check. It just takes, you know, five seconds. Just a second, but, just a second. Yeah. Well, I got a minute of my But it never, see. because it's a rabbit hole. You, exactly. And you, one thing leads into the next, and they quite literally all social media leads into the other one you can literally link them together so it's yeah. hard to not oh it, it, it sucks you in and it still it does. still worrying still another thing you asked what we've been doing just with our free time I've well I don't know about you Nicole but I've like redeveloped my love for the outdoors mm-hmm. and it's kind of tough actually it's really tough in Nashville because like there's Radnor Lake like we'll go hiking there like every once in a while and we actually just went canoeing with uh, Carolina Story oh, yeah? in Kingston Springs not too long ago and absolutely loved it and like you don't really have a choice because you don't have service so it almost like forces you oh, yeah. to unplug actually take in like the true beauty of like actual creation, creation. <laughs> and just being able to just, just to soak that up it almost recharges you but like I, we don't do it enough
Uh, you were talking about you guys met in high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. When or where where was high school? Where's did you guys grow up together? No, I I grew up in Knoxville. Okay. Um, just about two and a half hours east, and we met in two thousand three because Nicole was really good friends with my cousin, who's. From I'm here. from here. I grew yeah. up in Franklin. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. But yeah, I was really close with his cousin in high school, and. Um, there was just a bunch of us who were like, let's just go have a lake trip up in Knoxville. And so his cousin brought a bunch of people up there, and it was his family's lake house. Mm-hmm. And we met then, and that was when we were 15 and 16. Whoa. And so from then on, we were... We're youngins. Yeah. Yeah. We were in each other's lives off and on. We were dating pretty much. There was only one off time, and then the rest of the time we were together. Well, I want to spend the rest of the podcast talking about the off time. <laughs> <laughs> uh. The off time was really... It was a dark, it was, dark, dark, it was a dark, dark time. <laughs> Still haven't gotten over it. It's okay. It's okay. Still healing from some wounds. That's why I brought you here. The podcast is actually called The Off Time, and we're just going to talk about when couples break up. <laughs> How do you cope? Exactly. This does kind of feel, this setup feels like therapy. It does. Uh, a little I like bit, it. I kind of say. And I, I would be lying if I didn't say that if I, I want the podcast to eventually turn into like musician therapy in some weird way. I like it. Way. Needed. Uh, but where did, how quickly did music come, come into play? Well, for... Yeah. For both of us, it didn't come into play until after our first year of marriage. Um, like, but you were playing in high school and stuff, right? Yeah, I was doing some solo stuff in high school, and I uh, I led worship in my high school, and so that was kind of where my first like experience just as a performer kind of came about. Um, and it's funny because right when I met Nicole was right when I first started playing guitar and writing songs, and of course every song I wrote was about her. And mm-hmm. It was just all the same tempo, all the same chords. Um, and then eventually, as I just started you know, just developing just my craft of songwriting or whatever, uh, started to get more serious about it and started to figure out where I want to go to college and ended up going to Belmont. It just so happened to be where I live. Whoa. It was nice and convenient. Um, Plus. So I moved out here and uh, just continued to to pursue it. Nothing really ever happened from it. You know, I I still loved it. Just being in Nashville and being around such talent really kind of allows you to kind of self-examine what you're doing and yeah. make sure you're trying to put out the best thing you can. I've had a few people on the podcast before who have gone to Belmont, and I was asked, did Belmont, was it uh, a place that you felt encouraged to play more music, or was it one of those things when you got there, it, it you seemed a little, not discouraged, but there was some sort of, uh, I don't know, sometimes when you get around, like, I know when I moved here, especially, like, I was just like, everybody's doing it. You know, oh, kind of yeah. thing like I'm not special <laughs> at all. Right. Was there it, any it, kind it of feeling of that? It was encouraging in a way that you were surrounded by it, and it was so different because when I grew up um, in Knoxville in high school, like nobody was doing it. So like you kind of feel like you kind of feel a little bit like special in a way because you're the only one yes. doing it. And then you come out here, and it's it's inspiring on on one end of the spectrum because it's like oh great, we can kind of like feed off each other, and you can kind of critique yourself based on like other people have been doing it for a while but now also at the same time it's also really discouraging because it's like well what do I have that yeah. distinguishes me from anybody else like what like who does, who's to say that I'm gonna be able to do this mm-hmm. those demons definitely like start working their their uh, magic and especially when you pull back the curtain I feel like when you start taking classes were you a music business major I was yeah I, su- I ended up switching over to entertainment industry studies and minored in music business mm-hmm. but it was still essentially the same kind of class. yeah and when you pull that back that curtain a lot of times you can 
I feel like easily get distracted. Like I know people who go to seminary that are so stoked and they go to like seminary and they're just like, the church is so corrupt. Like I can't be in this, you know? And (laughs) in the same way, I know people who go and do music business and graduate with a music business degree and then end up never using it. You know, they're just like, no, like I learned enough to know that this isn't what I'm supposed to be doing, which in a way is, is a, is a help. Maybe, you know, if you were, if you were disillusioned in college and thought that it was going to be this thing, this great thing, and then you get in, into the job force and it's not, maybe, you know, one can argue that that's actually, that helped you realize what you're not supposed to do. Right, story short uh, we ended up getting married in 2008 and then the I really like this story because we were it was right around the time the um, Allison Krauss and Robert Plant's record Raising Sin yeah. came out and we were kind of at this crossroads we had talked to some other married couples who had been doing music like one of like the husband was pursuing music and the wife um, was just either I, I think she had she had Long story short, of your long story short. Yeah, yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, yeah let's. Uh, <laughs> uh, we just got some me. really good advice just from some friends who have been married a lot longer than us that have been in the music industry, and both of them had pursued it separately, and then they'd done it together for a short time, and then eventually they fell into where neither of them was doing it, and they were just a family, and she was a full time hmm. mom and everything. And um, they gave us some really good advice just for our marriage, especially because we were in the first year of marriage to start out, you know, because I was at the point where I wanted to start doing more with my music because I had never really gone further than just write, and I couldn't even really write, I mean, I was barely play guitar, barely play the piano, and so I was very dependent on him, so we were already kind of becoming a duo without even realizing it, mm-hmm. just because being married and living together, and you know, I'm, I normally would write in the middle of the night before we got married, and then we got married, it's like... Well, he's there, so much. It seems help, inevitable, you know? yeah, yeah. So, um, so we were kind of on this this path of do we pursue music? Do I pursue music, and then have him pursue music, and as individual artists, or you know, what do we do about this? And they were just really honest and said, you know, for your marriage to be in this industry and compete together, just is not a good idea for your marriage. Mm. But if you were to you know join forces and become a duo and do it together to where you're united, it could be a much better thing so we it was just a thought that I think our pride had never let us really oh yeah go because it was like we have to give up your soul like I wrote this song this is me this is all me kind of thing which, yeah the individuality goes away yeah, yeah. It, yeah it does you don't have the ownership that you do when you're you know a single artist so we hadn't really thought about it and then once that seed was planted it just felt really right and we're like well, why don't we just do that and then when we were when we got the Raising Sand album Austin Carlson, um, Robert Plant, it was just like, okay, because I think the main thing that was holding us back was that we were so different, because Josh was very, you know, had come from a more pop rock place, mm-hmm. and I was very... Almost like pop country <laughs> folk. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I just was, mostly because I just didn't know how to do, right. do anything but that. <laughs> so, I think we were just intimidated by how different our genres were, and so when we heard that record, it was like, okay, well, 
they're different and they have different songs and some mm-hmm. songs he sings and then some songs she sings sometimes they sing together it's like it doesn't have to be this because I think yeah, every song doesn't have to be this cookie cutter duet no, yeah so. we were thinking duet everything was a duet like how do you make that work and so it's not Islands in the Stream exactly <laughs> every song exactly <laughs> no, no, no hating on Islands no, in the Stream no. but. Um, so we, we, we went forward with it and decided to become a duo and kind of was just on a let's just see what happens and, and recorded our first album and that was around the time um, that about a month or two after it came out, we signed with our management company, which was oh, wow. like a fluke thing. We, Josh, yeah, that was one of the, the, the greatest things. Belmont. Yeah, greatest opportunities that Belmont kind of provided me with was uh, there's they're doing this thing called Artists in Residence, mm-hmm. um, where they selected I think it was like thirty or forty music business students to attend, um, and they've done it with different artists, but they did it with Winona Judd. And we basically got to sit in this room and just ask her questions, and she just kind of gave us like her story, really like candid answers. And that's awesome. Um, yeah, you was, never get was, that. Yeah, wow. it was really cool. And there were three sessions, and the very last one, uh, Winona's manager, her name's Carrie Hansen, uh, spoke, and it was like we just finished our record, and I just had this moment of boldness because I usually, you know, I usually just don't. I'm usually not very like straightforward but I went up to her afterwards and I was like hey my wife and I just made this record my mom thinks it's great but I would love to get someone's opinion like really professional opinion I want you to be brutally honest with me and she came back and turns out she actually loved it and we got coffee and had some meetings with the, the fact that you actually listened to it first off totally yeah because I mean I'm nowhere near that and I get handed stuff all the time at shows and stuff and I'm sure you guys do too and it's just it's just a matter of time and like yeah. I don't you know yeah like, some, most stuff doesn't get listened to, you know? Yeah. Totally. So the fact that she actually popped that in and, and yeah. heard it was... Yeah. Yeah, it was a blessing. I, I wanted to go back to you for a second, because you, you talked about... Um, well, what did you see yourself doing? You said you didn't really see yourself being in music ever, like, early on, but, like, when high school and stuff, or even beyond that, like, did before this dude came in the mix. What, what did you see yourself I, I, doing? My full plan all along was I wanted to get married at a young age and wife and a mom really I just it's something that I always for me it was like I just I I had I hadn't really developed any of my passions or creativity I I didn't really know that I had any I think Mm -hmm. until I started down this road and um you know even still I kind of battle with feeling not fully like a like I compare myself to other musicians a lot and I don't feel like I have that that little key element that most musicians have it's like that drive that, mm-hmm. that I would do this no matter what because I, I couldn't rest at night if I did like I don't sometimes I wake up and I'm like am I supposed to be doing this because I don't yeah. think I have that you know but there's something in me that you know really believes that we're called to this and if that's the case then I will rise to the occasion, the call and the occasion Absolutely. you know and so even just over the last few months of really having things change and touring and coming home and and just having that break and that rest and really what that looks like um I found myself really craving the desire to write whereas before I haven't really had that and so you know I'm learning what for me what gets me inspired and because we're extreme me and Josh are so different and what inspires us and how we write and when when we choose to I mean we are polar opposites I think the more we get down this road of of you know being in the industry together we're learning how different we are because every other facet of life we're like the same person we're so similar I can't 
Put out the fire with my bare hands Not even I need to understand how I'm getting there Said a prayer with broken wings Hoping to move toward greater things now And face the fear I'm drifting closer toward the sky As far as like getting a sound, was there any sort of like conversation that was had, or was there any like that conversation uh, is still being? <laughs> well, yeah, and as it should be, because I feel like your sound should change kind of it's, slowly yeah. over the years as, as you guys change. But was there any kind of uh, was is there anybody? I guess the question is: Is there anybody that like Josh you listen to that and you want to like sound more like that? Maybe you're not crazy about because you talk about how you do have similar right. or different well, tastes. We're, we're still kind of having that conversation about like what sound we want because we started out doing this one thing and then when we started diving into the co-writing world we realized oh it could be it could be more like this it could be more of like a commercial like pop rock kind of thing and then now I kind of feel like we're getting back to just writing more just me and Nicole as opposed to with other artists and getting back to something that's more unique than where we started when we first started writing yeah um, our sound though I feel like it started out kind of just being like, well, well, we don't even know what the heck our sound is. Like, let's just see what comes out, um, which I feel like was like the first record, which actually was a lot of old, even older songs with just just songs that he had written and then some yeah. that I had just written and then one that we wrote together. Um, but then after that record, we did start co-writing more and then we toyed the idea of doing country because there were a lot of people that were like, you guys have enough of the polished sound of like the polished pop kind of the duo thing that it could totally work if you wanted it to and at the time we we're like well I don't think we want to be country artists but you have to love country I feel like yeah. to really yeah, well, dive yeah. in that world exactly but at the time it was Try like it. well we have you know our our management you know is is has done so much in the country world that it's a, it's a great door that could just fling wide open so yeah. not that we were willing to just immediately sell out it wasn't that it was like I think we just needed to we're so young that we're like, well, we we weren't sure that it wasn't what we didn't want to or right. want to do. I think mm-hmm. we didn't know at the the core what was driving us to be musicians. You know, was it oh, was yeah. it to play music in front of people and be successful, or right. is it to to play music that you love and pour your heart and soul into? And then if if, if there's twenty people there, if there's as right. long as you're living, as long as you can do this as your career, and, and you know, and, and survive. Yeah, there's nothing worse than playing the music you don't want to play and 20 people showing up. <laughs> you're exactly. like, why are we doing this? Because when you exactly. do it from your heart and, like, you know, 20 people show up, you're like, this is amazing. That we're, yeah. You know, even if it's a slow climb, you're still... You're still proud of what you Yeah, you're like, you know? at least I love what I'm doing. Exactly. And if yeah. it catches on, great. That's a, like, it should be, like, if you should be doing it from the heart and then the success or whatever the people showing up the people buying the records whatever that is it's a byproduct total byproduct yeah yeah and I think that's why you know when we started going on trying out country it was like we very quickly learned that that's not where our hearts are and it could have worked and I think it could have been I really think we were at a kind of crossroads where 
I think it could have been successful. I think we could have been great at it, and it could have been something that took us to a really big place. But we had to make that choice of do we want to continue to pursue that for success, really, the thing that is driving mm -hmm. us, or do we yeah, want to... not why we write music. Yeah, and... and <coughs> Which I'm thankful that, because we took a whole year, basically, to pursue country. And, and, oh, wow. Yeah, and we wrote with a lot of country artists in town, and, and really, you know, we were going to go for it. And after that year, we kind of, at the, at the end of that year, it was like, well, okay, we don't want to do this. And oh, wow. That's is, a... that, is that going to, you know, do we let the last year determine, it's really only I mean, it's a long time, but yeah. in, the in the grand, grand scheme, scheme of, of life, yeah. it's just Absolutely. a year. And I'm thankful for it because now there's not that what if question. And there's the know? it's the same thing goes back with the college thing. Like at least now you know We're not, you went down yeah. that, and every any time yeah. that the, that nagging feeling is gone or whatever. Exactly. I'm and like, so now when we're that. you know an, another you know <laughs> year two in, and it's like really hard, and you struggle, and you have you know shows where nobody shows up. It's still like. But I know this is where I want to be. Mm. This is where I want to be. This is the music I want to play. Yeah. And it just, it's what keeps me going. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Way more than, you know, just... Yeah, and, and just the success that comes with it, even like, you know, just you guys going on The Voice or whatever, and like, people rallying behind your sound or anything, like, just, it's just another, or people, anybody coming to a show or buying a record or, you know, getting it however they get it and responding to it or sending you a tweet whatever all it, all that is just showing that you guys would be the right choice right. you know and, and that's and that's something that I have to constantly remind myself of as, as an artist too is like you know if there was just nothing if I was putting stuff out there and there was just nothing you right. know because people don't tell you that you suck you know if, if there's no response you know, right. you know if there's no response that's when you need to worry like either yeah. side of the coin if you're yeah. being vanilla and boring and but I, I didn't want to talk about it too long because I don't want Josh to die uh, of, of allergy poisoning that just made that up I don't know if that's a thing <laughs> but uh, I would be remiss if I didn't talk about the voice how did that come into to play as far was the manager a part of that too? Because I'm I'm aware a little bit about how that show is cast and how how yeah. they work with uh, bringing people on the show. Um, Basically, NBC just contacted our management. A lot of a bunch of management companies in Nashville yeah. saying, "Hey, there's this show uh, called The Voice coming up. Like we're going to be doing um, open call auditions in Nashville. If you have any talent that is interested in doing it, like mm -hmm. send them our way." So uh, our manager told us about the opportunity, and I was immediately said no yeah. like, I've never wanted yeah, yeah, yeah. to do any type of scene competition it's just not my vibe and, and he was Nicole, like you'll get to meet Carson Daly yeah like, <laughs> and I was like I'm absolutely in. <laughs> I'm in. TRL man was yeah that's right but I'm I always weigh the other side of like well like lay down your cool factor for a second and think about how this could this could really be a really good opportunity and I'm always just like why not like thank like, goodness yeah. you have the other, the other side of the coin because totally yeah, I'm right. on your side I'll just yeah I was like and no. I think, like, because, you know, our families before had been like, well, why you guys don't, you know, why don't you go on American Idol? And I, we both said no, just because it was like, no, it's just not our thing. And yeah. I even said no to that. But something about the voice, because they allowed duos, because it was a new thing, and it was like, I mean, you don't know. If we could audition with original songs. That's a huge, yeah. yeah. We wrote, that's when I was like, okay, this is, like, why not? This is so yeah, easy. It's, like, in Nashville. We don't even have to travel. Mm -hmm. We just walk in and play two songs, like. That would be dumb for us to not yeah. try. Yeah, and if anything, if you don't get chosen or whatever, you might meet somebody along the way that exactly. helps. You never know. Yeah. So that's that's that behind doors. it. We honestly, I mean, I swear to you, we had 
no, I had no feeling of like, I think this might work. I mean, it was like, whatever. We just walked in, which is why I think that they really liked us because we were so not nervous. And mm-hmm. I don't even know why we weren't nervous because we get, we, you know. <laughs> well, I just totally didn't think because we're, we're I don't consider myself nervous. a singer. I consider myself a performing songwriter. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like. This show's called The Voice. Like, there's no way we're gonna Yeah, not yeah. like, really like that voices. confident in our yeah. voices, just being the, yeah. you know, the thing. So we were like, whatever, you know, I don't think it's going to happen. So then when we got the call back, we were like, oh, dang. Like, okay, well, this is kind of exciting. I how, mean, how much prep before you, you get out there, like, actually on the stage in front of the three judges? Like, do you get to meet them first? Or no. is it literally no, like, no. oh, I'm in a room, hey, I'm singing this song. In front of millions of people, plus there are three people, like with or four people, what is it four? four. Yeah, with their backs yeah. turned to be like who I've never met before, but yep. I've known of for yep. forever. It's pretty much just like that. Just I mean, like we, that. we had to deal with like producers and paperwork and all that kind yeah. of stuff ahead of time to in order to get to that room to right. sing for all them. Right. But yeah, it was literally. But then you're like, there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We, we, did, we didn't see them, didn't hear anything about them, didn't do really anything in front of a camera until we walked out on stage yeah. and sang that song. I don't. strategizing phase right. of like okay well, what's this really going to look like what are we going to do the uh, story of, of uh, that they put forth or whatever is like you yeah, still lived in like his parents basement or your parents, parents basement, okay okay which we still live in really oh yes in Antioch why wouldn't you yeah I mean, <laughs> why not um yeah that was that was the big story because it was like I mean, they pl- yeah they play that up oh they did <laughs> they did why which not which is fine I it's mean, a tv it's, show let them do it exactly. people love it people love exactly. it yeah, yeah. but it was such a strange feeling going from Working full time as not a musician, um, and having that be just on the back burner of like this is what we hope to do, but right. who knows when it's going to happen. And then going to the Voice, and then when we came back, it was truly overnight success. It wasn't solid overnight success. No, that lasted. But you had been on like a huge platform. Oh yeah. That a lot of people, I mean, were saying because so many people, it was a look in audience. So many people were wanting to see what this show was. Exactly. Exactly. So, and, it was not even just. I mean, so there's got to be something. Thing. What was that like? What was that like? The, the turn from like you know you guys are nothing and that, that show plays it, with you guys on there and then the reaction like and I guess the only way you can gauge it is like on Twitter or Facebook or whatever well like, when the show premiered um, 
I mean, Josh literally had to turn his phone off because he had notification, you know, the notification yeah. to saw about Twitter. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, Anytime we went from, like, or you know, 1,000 oh followers gosh. to, like, 15,000 within two days, I think. That is insane. And I'm not, I don't say that to toot my arm no, I'm no, no, no. It, NBC's, it makes perfect you know, sense. Like, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. The did, did they, they, did they put your, your Twitter name? I know they do it now, but they put your Twitter name at the bottom when you guys play? They, I don't think they did. They didn't then, that would but be they insane. Had, we had all of our information... Like right. on the Facebook page that they mm-hmm. had made us, which we are, you know, whatever. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it was crazy. That's it, insane. It, it literally went. Yeah, it jumped that way, and then I remember the next day after the day after the premiere, we were in TJ Maxx in Brentwood, and there were like ten moms. women, like moms, <laughs> that just ran. And I think it's because. You wouldn't do that if, if Keith Urban and Nicole Kidman walked in the room. Like, no, Nashville they, has a respect of, like... They don't. Here. Nobody says anything. It's amazing. when you're a nobody and they've just seen you on national television, yeah. it's You like, were just in our living room. They, yeah. What is happening? Like, nobody knew we were two days ago. Right. And now there are people stopping us everywhere we go. And it was a crazy feeling. That alone should, should give you enough of, like the sense of like we shouldn't take this too seriously like and get yeah. a big head because two days ago nobody gave a crap <laughs> exactly it's, and it's, it's mostly because people just saw us in their living room and exactly excited. and that's now, still yeah. it's amazing that still you know 60 years or whatever it is after the invention of television that, that still people freak out like that person in that box is now in front of me I'm freaking out yeah. oh yeah <laughs> Linda Wait. where's my autograph book you know oh yeah <laughs> you, you get those oh yeah it's in, yeah the platform that that show gave us allowed us to jump into the full-time musician circuit absolutely yeah because that was when we came home i was able to quit my job and he was able to quit his job and we've been doing it full-time ever since yeah hasn't been easy you have to say no 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 not at all it's definitely it's it's definitely a push since then exactly if it gets you in the door I, I feel like there is no harm in it, you know, right. especially if you're doing something interesting and creative, yeah. you know, and, like and you guys are. We've worked really hard since the whole voice thing to not let that be the... Just tell it define us and kind of be the end all. Yeah, mm. like, we were on The Voice, so there. I mean, that's yeah. like, that, that to me was just the door that opened that's led us to hopefully much bigger things than mm. that, you know. Uh, oh, I, I asked everybody, because I'm always interested, <clears throat> we, we talked a little bit about influences and in, in music that we listen to. What, what were the first like influences as, as far as like artists or or bands go like that you remember kind yeah. of thinking like oh what is this oh I mentioned earlier Dave Matthews yeah. was like the first like before Dave Matthews I was listening to like Limp Biscuit and Corn. nice and then, and then all of a sudden it's like oh like, so oversized t-shirts like Jinko jeans were you dressing the part or uh, well, well, <laughs> no you <were> <laughs> I was pretty preppy I went to a private Christian school so oh, I so, really that was, so you were like the rebel listening to that stuff then. totally it was the edited version from Walmart <laughs> <laughs> Where all the cuss words were just like exactly. sounds or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But once I got into Dave Matthews, it kind of opened the door and I started listening to David Gray mm-hmm. um, and Ryan Adams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I didn't really dive into the Ryan Adams <laughs> I, uh, train. I, I, I do believe that Ryan Adams was uh, my record. I listened to Ryan Adams before that. we met. Sweet. Okay, fine. We Heart are going to work this out. It was mine, and you fell in love with that record because of me, because I have That's it. true. Okay, the, the period that you broke up, we're going to talk about that. For, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, it was all over Ryan Adams' records. <laughs> it was over Heartbreaker. Uh, you know, that's kind of funny. Uh, the, <laughs> thank you guys for coming on the show, for coming us. to a stranger's house. And, Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a pleasure.
that's the show this week. If you'd like to check out all things Ellen Owen, visit ellenowen.com. Go grab their EP on iTunes or Amazon or go see them play live. They're great people, good musicians, good times, great oldies, cool 95. That's it for this week. Please write in. Let us know what you thought about this or previous episodes. We love hearing from you guys. Uh, So, as always, for Who Writes This Stuff, I'm Nick Flora. Go do something creative. <laughs>